Hey guys, Joe Evangelisti here. Just driving along, uh, just wrapped up uh, dinner with one of my investors. And I wanted to start talking about reviewing deals and I wanted to start giving you some deal examples and uh, maybe create some motivation for you to get out there and do your own stuff. So uh, I want to talk to you for a second about uh, a few duplexes that me and my partner purchased over the last couple years and how we did it and uh, what the results were and uh, what we just did to uh, turn around and, and pull a six-figure return out of these properties. So uh, let's start with how do we get the acquisition? How do we find the property? Uh, I'm sure a lot of people talk about it. You hear a lot of people um, say this is what you got to do to market and it's the truth. You got to direct market. You got to send letters. You got to get in front of people. Uh, reach out to sellers. Whether you think they're uh, in distress or not, try to find uh, a way to talk to them. And one of the things that we've really gotten successful at doing in the last couple of years is dealing with folks who are property owners that have high equity, um, that have either rental properties or even just excess properties. Uh, maybe they paid it off and they let their aunt live there or their mom live there or whatever. And now aunts moved on or, or parents have moved on or whatnot. And uh, now they're, they're left with an empty, vacant property that's not paying the bills anymore. So um, what we do a lot of times is send direct mail to uh, non-owner occupants with high equity. You know, you obviously have to use the right direct mail piece for the audience that you're trying to target. And that's a whole other session that we can get into. Uh, but we found this gentleman and his wife off of a direct mail piece. Uh, we sent him out uh, about two years ago in Medford, New Jersey. And he owns, uh, or has owned, uh, you know, four duplexes for the last uh, almost 30 years, over 30 years actually. And um, so he called us back off a letter and, and I went and met with him and I looked at his first uh, duplex of four. At the time, I really didn't know how many duplexes he owned. He said he owned a bunch, so I was hoping he owned 10. Um, but he owned four. And I went and looked at the first one and looked, I mean, the bottom line was these, these places were a mess. Um, I mean, he's owned them for 35 years. The first one I looked at, he told me that he only had four tenants in this duplex in the course of 35 years. And uh, the one reason he wanted to get rid of this particular property was because it needed some deferred maintenance work. And uh, his, his last tenant had moved out after being in the property for 12 years or whatever it was. You know, so I went and looked at the property with him and it was a mess. I mean, it needed everything. It needed windows, it needed kitchens, it needed bathrooms. Um, but it, it was currently habitable enough for the tenants that he had in place. He had one tenant down and uh, the one upstairs had just moved out. So, uh, you know, I figured, you know what, if we could do something creative here and we could do some sort of owner financing strategy, um, you know, it might be something that we can work out. Now, this was a guy who had tried selling on the open market before, had them listed for a while. And um, I'm just going to use rough numbers. I think he had them listed for $200,000 and uh, one, the one that I was looking at anyway, had it listed on the market for 200 grand. I said, what was your experience? And he said, you know, we had a lot of tire kickers and investors come through and, you know, he always had to be present for showings to let people in and, you know, tell the tenants, give them notice and all that kind of stuff. So he was available for most of the showings. Now, we're talking about an 80-some-year-old man who, you know, spent most of his life building up this portfolio and what he got in return was a lot of showings and people telling him how bad and in disrepair and how much work they needed and beating them up and you know he started to get really tired of this you know he spent his whole life building his portfolio and here he is getting beat over the head by a, a bunch of investors who want to come in and just make a great deal or, or offer him low ball money or you know whatever the case may be so 
you know, after about six or eight months in the market, he kind of got tired of showing them. So he finally called us off of one of our direct mail pieces and then fast forward to the day that I actually went and looked at the property. You know, I'm looking at a property that needs some work, right? But I knew he was motivated and I knew if I was nice to him and I didn't badmouth his property that we could probably work something out. So I was patient, I took my time. I let him show me the whole property. You know, he's very obviously kind of proud of the fact that he's owned them for a long time and they haven't fallen down yet. So I let him walk me through the property and at the end, I, I asked him, what, what do you want to do with the property? It's a very powerful statement. When you ask somebody what their feeling is, what they want to do, I mean, how they want to handle the situation, you'd really be surprised at the answer you get a lot of times. Instead of coming forward and saying, you know what, this is my idea, this is what I want to do with your property, this is how I think we should handle it, I love to ask a seller, you know, what do you, how do you feel we should handle it? What would be best for you? And you know, he responded with basically, you know, I just want to get rid of it. It's been a while. It's been a long time. So I started picking his brain a little bit more. You know, what would you do with the cash? I mean, I know you don't have a mortgage. What would you do if you, if you took the property and, uh, uh, and get cashed out? And he goes, gee, you know, I don't know what I would do with the cash. So then it led me into the conversation of, well, would you consider seller financing? And you would be amazed, and I've always been amazed, it went when I offer that as an option for folks, sometimes, first of all, you have to plainly explain it to them what it is, because they just don't get it. Sometimes you'll have folks who have either bought a, a seller finance property at some point in their life, or, or have been in, involved in that type of transaction before, and they just get it, you know? So when I mentioned seller finance to him, his, his, his eyes perked, you know, his ears perked up, his eyes opened up, and he said to me, yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, that would be great. I mean, what do you got in mind? And again, I could have led in with, this is what I have in mind. But what I said to him was, what do you think you could do? What percentage of the property do you think you're comfortable financing? You know, what kind of terms would you be looking for? Now, again, I could have laid out my terms and probably talked myself out of a deal or got myself a worse deal, but I let him lay it out for me. So what he basically said was, if you were able to put some money down on the property, I'd be, I'd be happy to finance the rest of it for you. And he says to me, you know, what are your current, what are current rates out there? What are your bank rates right now? Now, from my perspective, I'm used to paying cash investors. We do a lot of private financing for investment deals. We borrow a lot of private equity. And I mean, we're borrowing private equity. We're paying anywhere between maybe seven, eight percent, all the way up to 12, 13, 14 percent, depending on the deal. So that's kind of our, our comfort zone. Now I'm thinking to myself, if I got to pay this guy 15%, 14, 12%, whatever it is to finance this deal, it's not going to be worth it. It doesn't make any cash flow sense. It's just too much interest. So if that's what he's going for, you know, we probably can't put the deal together. But what I did ask him was, what do you think would make you comfortable? His response is, what are current banking rates? What are you getting from the banks? Now, I'm currently getting four, four and a half, five percent, somewhere in that range for our long-term uh, investment deals that are financed by banks. So I said to him, well, you know, we're getting four, four and a half percent. And his response was, okay, how much do you think you can put down? And I said to him, you know, normally we don't put a lot down because we're taking the risk. We're going to buy the property. This property needs some work, so I'm definitely going to come out of pocket a little bit, do some work to the property, get it fixed up. So he said, well, do you think you can come up with five grand? So I said, yeah, I think we can come up with five grand as a deposit. Now we're putting a deposit down on this property of $5,000. Actually, he was able to negotiate the deal to $155,000. Now 
Now, that just happened from developing a rapport, from talking to the guy, gaining his confidence and trust, helping him understand that I know what I'm doing, having a little bit of confidence of my own to get the deal done, and basically asking questions, not, not letting him, um, I'm sorry, rather, not, 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 not telling him or dictating to him how I want to do the deal, but consulting him. You know, consultive selling, you're going to hear that term a lot. You know, that's where, that's where sales is going nowadays. Consult, ask questions, figure out what the other party wants. Try to figure out how to benefit them. Here's a gentleman who I knew didn't want the money right now because he didn't want to pay taxes on it, wanted to hold that, that, that note back so he didn't see the cash advance up front and so that we could have a little bit longer term, you know, strategy. So I was able to negotiate, uh, this first duplex, $155,000, $5,000 down. We did a 10-year uh, balloon payment note, okay, so we could kick down that, kick it down the road, as they say. Um, we have some time to figure out what we want to do with the property, um, if we want to resell it to someone else, if we want to just work off of that cash flow we're going to get. Um, we always have the opportunity to refinance, right? So 10 years is generally more than enough time to be able to um, be have like a safety zone there. You'll hear a lot of guys tell you five years, 20 years, there's all different things, but this guy's particular case he was comfortable with 10 I was comfortable with 10 so left the deal 155,000 5,000 down 10 year note at four and a half percent now here's where it gets interesting I told you at the beginning he had four duplexes so six months later he decides another tenant moves out he wants to sell the second duplex I met him same exact thing what are your terms what are you looking to do same exact deal. Bought the second duplex for the same exact amount of money. We gave him five grand down, held the note, same terms we just talked about. So now we're into two duplexes, four total units in a matter of a couple months, and we're exactly $10,000 out of pocket. Now guys, I don't have to tell you where you come up with the $10,000. If you don't have it in your bank account, you can borrow that kind of money from a lot of people. You know, your grandma, your aunt, your mom, uh, your cousins. There's someone that probably has the $10,000. And uh, if the deal is good enough, Certainly, maybe call another seasoned investor and try to figure out where you come up with the money. But at the end of the day, that's a great deal. So fast forward to about six months ago, and the third duplex comes available. Now, this duplex needed some more money, needed some more work, and uh, we kind of knew the terms that we wanted to get involved with. And in this time around, I said, you know what, Bob, Bob is his name, you know, uh, Bob, I think we have a good level of, of rapport here, a good level of trust. Uh, I think you know that, that we're, we're going to pay our bills. We've been doing it so far. And uh, I'd really like to um, not have to give you a down payment on this third one because obviously the properties need some work. We've been putting some money in. And actually what I'd prefer to do, if possible, is borrow uh, one, 175 and pay you 155 for the same property. And that took a little explaining to do, right? But now I've got a little bit of rapport. I've got a little bit of trust. So on the third transaction, I actually got Bob to come to the table where we left the table after closing costs with like $15,000 in cash. Now, if you guys are following along, that basically brings us 100% whole on the first two deals, and we're into the third deal. So now we own three duplexes with almost no money out of pocket, with exception to what we had to do to fix up and get the places ready for rent. So that was about six months ago. So last week, this is the real kicker. This is the real, this is the real benefit to this whole thing. And I'll, I'll try to tie this up. Uh, last week, we took the first duplex that we bought from Bob about two years ago. 
We paid them 155. Now that duplex, now that we've done a little bit of work, spruced it up, and we got some really good tenants in there paying really good rents, we went back to our bank, and our bank appraised that first duplex that we bought from Bob at 260. So we were able to refinance with our bank, cash out with our bank. Now our bank looks at it and says, we'll give you whatever the ratios are, all banks are different, somewhere between 65 and 75% loan to value. So we were actually able to pull money out from that first transaction that we've owned for less than two years. And here's the best part. I went back to Bob. We have a good rapport now. And I said, Bob, I'm going to refinance one of your notes. Now, initially, he was kind of a little upset, right? Because he's been getting interest the way that we said we would pay him interest for the last two years. He's happy. He's got the note tied up. He's not dealing with tenants anymore. And, you know, he's got his money the, the way he wants it every month on the first coming to him like a, like a, like a typical mortgage company, right? So Bob's initial reaction was, I don't know, Joe. I'm not really interested in doing that. So I had to talk him down and say, you know, Bob, wh what, what about it turns you off? And he said, frankly, I don't want the money back. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy getting the interest I'm getting. So here's the real kicker. Bob, we owed Bob about 145000 on this particular property as of two weeks ago. And I said to Bob, I tell you what, Bob, we'll refinance you out. Would you mind putting a second note on the other two properties that we still own with you currently where he has the first note? And we'll split that up 50-50. We'll put $50,000 into the one note, $50,000 into the other note. And that way we'll leave the refinance. We'll give you the 145,000 back and you'll in turn turn around and give us a hundred of that back in our pockets. Right? So you follow along. Bob got paid off $145,000. He in turn turned around and loaned us back a hundred thousand dollars spread over two other properties on second position notes, same terms, same length of mortgage, four and a half percent on 10 years. So we, in, we inadvertently ended up pulling another 100000 out. So now we're sitting with three duplexes, should be buying the fourth in the next couple months. Within two years, we've been able to refinance out one of them, pull, I think, $30,000 from our bank on the refinance, on the cash out refi from our bank, pull another 100000 back from Bob that's, that's secured by two other properties, but it's cash in hand as part of a refinance. So now we're about cash flow positive $140,000 or so on these three units in less than two years. And by the way, this is the kicker. Even with all that debt, these things still spin off massive monthly cash flow. That's one of our few deals. I wanted to get that out there. Hoping to motivate you guys to get out there and do your first deal, get involved, build rapport with these sellers, learn their story, ask the important questions. And I know you can do the same thing too. All right, if you have any questions, make sure you hit us up at joe at theflipking.com. You can visit our website, theflipking.com. Check out our other podcasts and uh, definitely feel free to email me. Any questions you might have, love to interact with you, love to help you out, put you in the right direction. Uh, have a great day.